1: yo what's going on people episode 70 off the line fantasy football podcast is eugene ike of course he's with me we back i know we took a little quick hiatus but we back in the building ike how you feeling man
0: feeling great Feeling great um you know, we've we've seen a bunch of uh, a bunch of news related to mini camps, some small things, small tidbits here and there. So we slowly, slowly but surely starting to creep up, starting to creep up, you it know, o- OTAs, what's commonly referred to as organized grab ass has uh, <laughs> has, uh, has 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 kicked off. So, you know, there's a lot of reports, you know, a lot of these. Oh, a lot of these little mini reports people are making. A lot of big deals about you know certain people not showing up, certain people not participating, things that and the other. Hey, it's it's still you know kind of a little bit of a dead period in the off season. You know it's May twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Sorry, and you know there's you need some talk, you need something to talk about, you need some time fillers. So, hey, you, you're starting to see some of these some of these players in their in their helmets and their in their practice jerseys and it kind of gives you a little bit of a glimpse and a little bit of a taste of things to come so i get it i get why people want to take the smallest story and run with it
1: yeah man um you know you've seen videos you see like darnell washington uh little clips and highlights i mean i'm not really if you got power from me if it doesn't look like you should be really too worried he looks a little a little stiff but i mean like i said is it's early um did you organized grab ass it is and it's funny that you were talking about people making big deals about about nothing like it's not voluntary to be there so i don't understand why people are like so up in arms about dig saying he's not gonna be there like this this isn't new like he he usually doesn't go because you don't you don't have to be there so let's calm down people let's calm down is
0: he is he unhappy in buffalo does he want (laughs) to get traded uh oh, here we go. We got trouble. Yeah. They drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round for a reason. I don't know.
1: Come on. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, you know, that's all spent off of how they ended the last season. How he, like, they were saying that he just stormed out the locker room, and didn't speak to nobody in the media. He was mad because they him. lost. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. In the cold, on top of that, like, nobody wants to be freezing your ass off and you don't get no looks, no, 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 uh, no chances to, to make plays on the field, man. So you cold
0: in the east, in the east coast, in a blizzard, bro. And you don't and you don't want to stick around, especially after you got <laughs> your ass kicked.
1: I'm, I'm out of here. I don't blame. Bro, he was he was on the first flight. First flight to Florida, Cancun, Jamaica, wherever it was warm. Yeah, man.
0: Cancun or it, it's warm on three. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> One more thing I want to talk about, but, well, two more things I want to talk about. First thing, have you seen any reports about the Cowboys? Have you Heard about Schoonmaker potentially being like getting look getting looks early on top of uh, in front of the other two tight ends that you know that were drafted last year.
0: I haven't heard that, but I'm not surprised by that because he, he they they reached for him in the second round. So if you if if he got taken in the second round, he's pretty much going to be on the field early and often. Um, you know from the from the beginning from week one on. So and plus you know Jerry Jones does this thing where oh so so and so is going to start. Which I still don't understand to this day, why he why he does that, why he continues to do that, why he, you know, I but whatever. That's another it's another story for another day. I get worked up thinking about it, but yeah, shoemaker that 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 news is not surprising because they reached yeah. for him in the second round and they needed to, you know, it, it's he's going to be on the field.
1: Yeah. So this episode we're going to be talking about best ball ADP changes that we've noticed in the last two weeks, and also we're going to talk about. Uh, currently in the drafts that we've, you know, done throughout this off season, like what players are we, have we been like, just, you know, we see them and we just hop right over them and we are avoiding them for whatever reason. So we'll touch on some of those that we, that we have been you know noticing as we've been drafting before we get to that. I do want to uh, make an announcement in terms of the Poodle 2 on underdog right now it just came out. I think a few days ago, they had dropped that they opened the pool Two up 48,000 entries, 20, Twenty entry max, seven dollars. So you know, little you know, if you don't want to spend the twenty-five, you can get get in at seven dollars. You know, twenty max entries, and you know, have some fun, man. Just you know, another another contest for you to you know get more data points in your in your mind as you get ready for you know the season. You know, later on this summer, for you know practicing how you want to draft your teams, and you know build that portfolio that we've always been talking about when you're getting into these top contests.
0: And plus it's already 30% full. So the first one filled up pretty fast. I mm-hmm. I saw I even saw the first one this weekend. i was like, oh, snap, a $7 a $7 uh contest. And then boom, it was gone. It was done. So yeah. um and I'm, I'm looking at this one. Yeah, it's already 30% filling in fast. So yeah, get those get those entries in. Like Gene said, 20 entry max. You know, pretty much uh yeah, it's more practice, more opportunity
1: yep and then of course if you haven't signed on any underdog yet use our promo code otlff you know get a hundred hundred dollar max uh match 100 percent you put in at least ten dollars and you'll get a long uh year-long subscription to the Dice destination debbie discord where we've been talking adp uh adp you know underdog strategy you know people roster rosters builds. that yeah roster builds it, just anything that you can you know Put your hands on in terms of, you know, drafting best ball teams and, you know, trying to, you know, trying to find a strategy amongst other people that are in the room to you know, come up with the best team possible.
0: Yeah. And there's a couple of my rosters out there on the Twitter sphere. Uh, you know, Destination Davy tweeted it out. So feel free to roast them if you if you so please. Um, I don't praise them or praise them, you know. Um, but hey, we, 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 we like feedback no matter positive or negative. So, yeah. Uh, so just, you know, check out. You know, check out the Discord. uh Check out the destination, you know, destination Devi our Twitter page, and see some of these roster builds.
1: Yeah, I need to I need to post some of mine since finally now a lot of them are getting done. Since I did the eight hour slow clock,
0: ridiculous. I know, I know ridiculous. You you,
1: you you like to get in and out. I like to take my in time and with out. It, so in and out.
0: <laughs> I yeah. take my
1: time with it. So smash
0: and dash, hit it and quit it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: All right, so let's go ahead and get to it. First off, let's talk about ADP that we've seen players that we've seen been moving up in the course of the last two weeks. I go ahead and start off with the first one that you've you know kind of noticing, somebody you like. Uh, I mean the first one, the first
0: one that I've seen, uh, that's been pretty notice pretty noticeable over the last couple of weeks is Alexander Madison. Um, you know, with all the uncertainty with Dalvin Cook, I I think this makes sense. He's he he moved up, you know, twenty almost twenty one spots. So his current ADP is about eighty two. 82 80, 83 so he's rb 26 um so yeah he's moving up the, he's moving up draft boards and i and yeah i know there were some recent reports saying that dalvin they're, they're gonna they're gonna keep dalvin cook and potentially you know lower his cap number or whatever the case may be um but that's still a situation to monitor there you know in minnesota they may decide to move on from him at some point uh later later in the summer so that's that's another thing we, we got to keep our eye out on but you know, we we obviously know the, the direct beneficiary of that would be Alexander Madison, because when he's on the field, when Dalvin Cook misses, misses time, he is a bell cow. He is a bell cow, at least, I think at least 20 plus touches in almost every game that he started um, in, um, in in Dalvin Cook's absence. And so uh, that, that one stood out to me. That makes a ton of sense um and then another one is Jaden Reed from Green Bay. He's up 20 spots. Um, and he's basically still going um, basically going almost for almost for free, not necessarily for free, but in the back half of your drafts. So you know you you get into like round 13, 14, 15, 16 kind of in that range. Um, Jaden Reed is, you know, up 20 spots from, you know, he's his current ADP is like pick 161. And so uh, he's been getting a lot of you know a lot of praise um, the, the Packers used second round draft capital on him and he doesn't have a ton of competition for targets. He's got, you know, rookie tight ends to you know to fight with and Christian Watson on one side and then Romeo Dubs, who had 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 some decent moments last year. But they again, they drafted a receiver in the second round for the second consecutive year. So that is tell that is very telling. And they they are impressed with his uh, his profile. They're impressed with his production at Michigan State. So this is um, this this. I only see him climbing as the summer progresses, especially when we get into training camp. Because you know when, when training camp hits and he's, you know, showing out in training camp, making all these acrobatic catches, he's going to see a similar rise like Romeo Dubs did. Um, in the first preseason game, catches a back shoulder fade for a touchdown, you're going to see his ADP climb even more. So that's another guy, um, wide receiver 70, man, like, that is basically free. You know, if you,
1: you
0: know when it's all said and done. But yeah, it's Jaden Reed is, is another another big riser, another twenty spots or so riser.
1: For me, the first one that I've you know kind of noticed, you know, kind of rising up draft boards is, you know, Irv Smith tied in with now the Cincinnati Bengals. I know people like me have been holding out hope for you know the you know, the athletic ability he I mean he had when he came out of at Alabama, and you know he, he's shown flashes but he's always hurt now he gets in cincinnati where there's really not any competition drew sample is not really much of anything except for a blocker uh, so you know and plus they don't really use the tight end to block so you know he's going to be out there you know being out there being as utilized as a wide receiver a uh, receiving weapon so i know drew uh burrow doesn't throw too much to the tight end but at least you know that Irv Smith is going to be on the field most of the time in terms of when tight ends need to get snaps um, on the field. It'll probably be him. So it makes sense for him to climb up a little bit, um, you know, tight end 17. So I think that's a pretty good spot for him. Uh, yeah. So if you if you draft in tight end late, he's definitely a target that you can, you know, you know, you can go and have for pretty much free.
0: Yeah, you know, I haven't been able to get too much of Irv Smith um, you know, in, in drafts. It's usually when I have him queued up and, you know, he's like three, four, five, six picks away, and somebody just takes him. I, somebody just always takes him from me, man. And you know, my second tight end is or maybe my first tight end, because I usually punt the position. Usually punt the hell out of the position after after Kelsey, after Andrews, after, you know, Kyle Pitts, Hawkinson and and George Kittle and Dallas Goddard. You know, I'm I'm basically punting it because there's those middle round tight ends. I may take a Obviously, take a flyer on uh, David Njoku because I, I I do like him this year, but um, but after that, it's um, I am like usually punting the position, and you know, Irv Smith uh, is is in a pretty good situation. Uh, Hayden Hurst last year gave you some usable weeks in Cincinnati, and so Irv Smith I think is a little bit more talented than than uh, than Hayden Hurst. Um, he just hasn't been able to show it because he hasn't been healthy, and so uh, this is a uh, you know. Uh, you know, a, a, basically, approve a, a year uh, for Irv Smith, and, and and there's no better offense um, that he can that he can show it and show the show that for in, in Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, I same thing in terms of you know you got him queued up and then he's just gone like a, a like a round earlier than than when you feel comfortable drafting him. So if you want him, you kind of have to reach a little bit to get him. Yep. Uh, another player that I've been interested in seeing is Tank Bigsby, rookie running back for Jacksonville Jaguars. He's been moving up uh lately. He's gone up eight spots uh to one fifty overall. So RB forty nine. You know, a lot of people, you know, drafting a lot of running backs later in drafts, you know, they stack up on wide receivers. So Tank is another running on one of the, one of these players where, you know, I kind of have him start and he's going a little bit earlier than I want to, but it makes sense because I mean you're already hearing reports that Jacksonville, you know, doesn't wanna you know you know, pile on and give Etienne like the full load of carries. I mean, even last year we saw it like, where you just randomly see Jamichael Hasty out there or you'll see Jamal Agnew out there. So they don't want to put the the put the full load on, on Etienne and you no know, you know no better back than tank Bigsby, somebody that's you know young, big and you know he can he can grind out he can ground out yards. So third round draft sense. capital too. Yeah, third round. So it's just letting you know that hey you know, we're going to be rotating backs and, uh, you know, Travis Etienne is not going to be, you know, shouldering 20, 25 carries when we have this this guy that can move and uh, take on a little bit of the low, too. Yeah. And, and then... But, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to move on to the next person. Yeah. Anybody you, you wanted to add on to it?
0: Yeah. So, just keeping the theme with rookies going, um, Sam Laporta, tight end for, for the Lions. Um, he also got high draft capital, second round draft capital. And... um you know, he's up 13.7 spots to, you know, his ADP is 160.9. Um, he's tight in 19. So he's just he's just going he's going just behind Irv Smith. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Who is Detroit's starting tight end? You don't know. It's right, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it's probably for all intents and purposes going to be Sam Laporta. And he's going at tight at 19, and that Lions offense is supposed to be good again. Um, you know, they, they have weapons. They, they obviously drafted Jameer Gibbs, and, you know, to much to everybody's surprise. They signed David Montgomery. Uh, they got Sungot on Ra St. Brown. And, you know, obviously, James Williams is, is going to be uh, suspended for six games. But they did re-sign Dusty Marvin Jones. So he may give you a couple of, of you know, usable weeks. Come um, on, for, a, for a little bit. And, you know, I mean, look, that the that, that Lions offense is is not going to be bad. And, you know, they're starting tight end Sam Laporta. I mean, going at tight end 19, if, if you're going to punt the position and these two guys that we just mentioned, these two tight ends that we mentioned, Sam Laporta and Irv Smith. I mean, hey, they could be your two tight ends, you know, for your best ball teams and then see what happens. I mean, they're both in and they're both in good situations. And so you can you 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 can do a lot worse than those two um, later in your drafts.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that for sure. You didn't have to call my my guy uh, Dusty Marvin Jones Oh, Come on, man. He's Dusty, <laughs> man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's call for what it is. It <laughs> is. It, yeah, he's a little Dusty. All right. So another player that um that we've been you know talking about because of the situation with the starting running back with his torn recovering from a tour ACL, MCL, PCL, LCL. Every ACL, LCL in his knee, Samaj P Ryan, man, they we saw them they they used uh you know free agent money, uh quite a bit of money actually for a for a running back, backup running back, uh coming in for the Broncos. Uh we've been saying it like we don't we don't trust first year running backs off of you know knee torns. They usually don't do what you expect them to do. They don't look themselves. Um I've been I've been, this is one of the players that I've definitely been targeting. He's moved, he's moved up seven spots. He's going basically the beginning of the 10th round now. Uh, so he's creeping up closer to where Javante's getting drafted. So uh, just as somebody I've been targeting, I mean, like I said, Javante's going to be drafted eight, six around the middle of the eighth round and uh, Ryan is the, the beginning of the 10th. So he's just getting closer and closer. So it makes sense as we get closer and closer and you, you see those reports of, you know, uh, Javante probably working out on the side trying to get right. He might not be ready for week one. So Maja is going to continue to rise and rise and rise, man. Because who else is behind him?
0: Um, Nobody. The, yeah, yeah a,
1: exactly. So.
0: But, I, but I do want to point out um, knee-torns is a perfect, perfect, perfect way to describe it. knee <laughs> Knee-torns. Knee-torns.
1: Knee-torns. knee-torns. <laughs>
0: Yeah, hey, we're, we're hey, yeah, but yeah, hang that, hang, hang that, hang that in the lure. Hang that in the lure. <laughs> that, 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 that is, that is a fantastic touch. Um, but yeah, man, uh, there's already beat reports as well saying Samaj P. Ryan is going to be heavily involved early in the season. So, I mean, this, just the math is, the math is currently mathing right now. Yep. And he's still going pretty late in drafts, uh, ninth, 10th round. He's he's still going after Javante Williams, which still makes which makes no sense. So, <laughs> I yeah. mean, let let let's be real here.
1: Anybody else you want to touch on? I know there's a couple of players that you know real quickly. seen like Antonio Gibson with the reports, I think Antonio Gibson moving up seven spots. I think that's just more of like the function of like you don't have you know the nonsense that was running the offense last year. You know know riverboat talking about oh yeah we should have used him more we should have given him more touches no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and then with the mix of eric b being there so just a, a mix of things just like okay there's a chance that he can actually be used more than he previous was last year so
0: yeah um just one last one i want to touch on is michael gallup for the cowboys uh he's up about 10 spots um from you know uh, his current adp is 142 so it's wide receiver 64 um you know there's a lot of positive reports surrounding him um and michael gal was you know i think he was talking about you know you know there was very various points last year where he felt like he couldn't walk and yep. now and now this year he he has a little bit more spring in his step so he's 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 in for he's due for a bounce back year and hopefully he can show some of that 2021 uh form 2020 form 2019 you know that made him uh you know a viable you know outside you know why, you know uh, number two wide receiver. Um that you know, that, that can go up and get those you know contested catches and you know, those fifty-fifty balls and, 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 and go deep. And so um Michael Gallup is he's going to the back half of drafts, you know, double digit rounds, and he's a he'll he'll be perfect for best ball, especially if he's healthy. Especially if he's healthy.
1: Yep. Yep, I definitely agree with that. All right, so let's move on to you know, players that have been moving down ADP the last two weeks. The first player I want to talk about is Trey Lance. We've seen him move down almost 13 spots uh, to quarterback 25, overall 177, which is a little surprising because, I mean, you're seeing videos of him. You know, the release, the the throwing motion looks a lot better than it did last year. Um, You know, people people within San Francisco talking about, oh, yeah, he looks way better than he has since he's been here. Um, but you're also hearing like, yeah, Sam Darnold looks great and you know, he might be the guy, this and that. You just and then with you know, per, uh Purdy, you know, being on schedule with in terms of where he when he's gonna be be able to throw. So maybe those are all those things mixed up is why people are kind of, you know, souring a little bit on on Trey Lance and drafting him really late in drafts.
0: Yeah, they, they that I think that Brock Purdy news is is kind of driving this as well. Um, basically, I think they said that he should be throwing pretty soon, right yeah. over the next. I think over. The, I think he's gonna start throwing. I think today, or or tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, it's 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 sometime soon. He'll start throwing football. Um, so, but yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty with Trey Lance, and, and I think I saw like a report about them, you know, loving Sam Darnold, the way he throws the ball or something like that. It was, it was something yeah. absolutely, like, ridiculous. Um, but, it, yeah, but Trey Lance, I, yeah, I mean, I've been kind of, like, kind of shying away from him. I think I have a couple of shares of him. But, you know, because early on in the offseason, there, there was reason to believe that Brock Purdy would be out a little bit longer. But now there's more positive reports surrounding Brock Purdy. So now you adjust. You adjust when new information comes out. That's what we do here, right? So yep. so the math is checking out. Um, but another guy I want to talk about really quick uh, is Dawson Knox, tied in for the Bills. He's down 12 spots, 12 and a half spots. Um, his current ADP is 173.4, down from 160.9. So he's tied in 21. So he's going after his counterpart, uh, Don Kincaid, who's tied in 11, right? Tied end 11, which is crazy. So, um, you know, Dawson Knox, I mean, that it's 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 pretty clear. It's the Dalton Kincaid effect. Dalton Kincaid was the the Bills. They they traded up to get him in the first round, and I know that they mentioned that they could potentially use him as a big slot receiver, but um, he's 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 still listed as a tight end. And who's there? Who's the incumbent tight end there right now? Is Dawson Knox. So a lot of people are just anticipating something happening uh, to you know Dawson Knox's you know receiving work. Maybe he'll be used more of more of a blocker. You know, whenever they have multiple tight ends on the field, one of them will block, the other one will go out on pass route, and you know that that's uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens there. But there's a there's a little bit of a little bit of panic um, as far as that goes, and that's why and it, and it's reflected in Dawson Knox's uh, current ADP um, there. And then just conversely, we we did talk about. Um, you know, Alexander Madison rising about 21 spots, and we're and on the on the flip side, we have Dalvin Cook who's down about seven eight spots. Um, now his current ADP is 70 overall, so he's going still going before Alexander Madison um, because he's he's a more talented runner, and you know if he goes to another situation, he'll he'll instantly be you know the the, the RB one there. So he's currently going as an RB 21. So again, we, we're not sure what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. Um, if if you if you're drafting him, good luck. Uh, hopefully, he lands on a team that is going to use him properly. Um, or hey, if he stays in Minnesota, then maybe this is his last year in Minnesota, and they'll continue to use Dalvin Cook the same way. Um, that's probably the that's probably the thinking there. But there's there's reason to be concerned about where Dalvin Cook is going to be. Um, no, and and it's again reflected in his current uh his his current drop in adp
1: yeah um another player that i want to touch on is uh juan johnson surprised he's been dropping down he's dropped almost uh 12, 12 spots the last two weeks and obviously this is all driven because of the foster Monroe being signed to a three-year deal which is really odd because i know whenever we you no, know, the last time you heard about him, they said they found ca- cancer and he wasn't gonna be playing. And then, like, what? Not even a month later, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know. I guess he's good." Or is is a is an odd situation uh, how that how that you know, fell through or whatnot. But I mean, I take the discount honestly because I think people are still forgetting they they still got to take some hill there. So I don't know how. I, is a conundrum, honestly, to me. Uh, just what I'll, I'm not worried about Foster Moreau, um, but it is interesting, you know, just seeing how how things have shaken out. But I'll take the discount, on Juwan Johnson. And, I you know, will uh, definitely
0: take it at, I'll at for tight sure end take eighteen.
1: That. Because if you notice, in terms of you know Derek Carr, the last two or three years, he loves throwing to the tight end, loves throwing to the tight end. So I'll take Juwan Johnson, you know, very late in drafts to you know fill out my. My my tight end room for sure. um Another one that I've noticed is you know the other tight end, one of the other tight ends in the room, Taysom Hill. He's dropped almost eleven spots. Tight end twenty two, uh, one hundred and seventy four overall. I mean, that's just I mean drafting Taysom Hill is just literally like a just a you know up up pure upside play and that's it. I don't really have any. You don't know when he's gonna be used, but he's great for Best Ball because when he smashes. Or he does anything you know relative is usually you know, just hey, i'll take I'll take the twelve thirteen points that came out of nowhere, so he
0: just he just won't go away re- no regardless, he won't. Re- like regardless, like he's just he he just won't go away,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just and that gnat that keeps you know, you keep you see it, but you can't ever whenever you're ready to you know to knock it out as misery, you just you can't get it, he's just yeah, always yeah. around so it's
0: always around, it's always gonna be buzzing around, no matter what you do, and no matter what people yeah like it, it's just it's frustrating um it but is. you know no, but one 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 last guy that i want to talk about really quick is uh kyler murray uh he's down about 11 spots so he's quarterback 19 and this is basically because he tore his he tore his acl later late in the season and you don't know when he's going to start out the season um if he's going to start i mean maybe he makes you know a, a, a miraculous recovery and he starts week one week two week three who knows but um, given, given the type of quarterback he is, he, he, he likes to use, lean on his mobility a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be a while before we see Kyler Murray on the field. I think at least for another, what, at least half the season.
1: Yeah. yeah don't, don't, don't,
0: he, don't expect. He tore it in
1: December, man.
0: Yeah. He tore it in December, like at least half the season. Like we probably won't see him until like November. Um, yeah.
1: And even then, like, are they going to, you want to put him out there knowing that the Cardinals gonna are going to be, be taken? The, yeah. Cardinals,
0: the Cardinals are going to be bad. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be like you know, if 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 he's going to be, it you know, considered to come back around the eighth game mark, it's going to be like two and six again. You're going to put him back and you're going to throw him back into the fire. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like you know, there's there may be an outside chance that he doesn't play at all this year because of yeah. how bad they're going to be. Yeah. Why would why would they risk their franchise quarterback? Now, given how bad they may be, um, they may have may, might make a decision. It's not completely out of realm own possibility that houston's bad and they have back-to-back picks one two or two three yeah. uh, so that there, there's one thing to think about there and they could you know there's there's somebody in there by the name of caleb williams coming out <laughs> don't know but you know that contract is going to be a very very heavy heavy albatross to bro to and, to, yeah. to, to, get, to get around so we'll probably yeah. They'll they'll probably trade one of those picks and then they'll draft Marvin Harrison Jr. with the other one. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they're going to need another receiver once DeAndre Hopkins is not there in 2024. So, yeah, um, they'll have another receiver.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, one last one that I want to touch on real quick is Deontay Foreman. He's dropped eight spots. Uh, you know, this is just a mixture of uh, the love that people have for, uh, you know, Khalil Herbert mixed with roshan johnson already hearing reports with him might be in the, the starting running back off off rip so um we'll see you know deontay was signed to a one-year deal so and it was very cap friendly so he could i mean he could get cut and it wouldn't even be that wouldn't be much of anything so we'll see so it makes sense why he's he's dropping and plus he he's just a grinder so
0: yeah one one dimensional grinder yeah what's up everybody it's ike from off the line fantasy football i'm excited to announce that destination devi is partnering with underdog fantasy for the 2023 season there's no better way to put your skills to the test against me and other top fantasy football analysts this off season. but here's the best part if you use promo code otlff when signing up you'll get a hundred percent deposit match of up to hundred dollars and if you deposit $10, you'll get access to Strategize with us in the Destination Devi Discord. Now, why is this important? You get additional stats, additional tips, and much more to dominate your drafts. And plus, and, you know, we got all the information. We got all of the EDU for you. So what are you waiting for? Head over to underdogfancy.com, sign up, and let's make this season one for the books.
1: All right. Players that we've been avoiding in underdog drafts, you know, we've done I probably completed over 40 drafts by now. I know I probably around the same, same right now. So I'm sure you got a bank of players that you've, you know, over the course of time you've kind of been drafting, you're just like, man. 44. Uh, I yeah, forty four drafts. There it is. So um, you no, know, just a bank of players that you see them and you're just like, nah, I'll, I'll go I'll go a different direction. So yep. this is what this section is is players that we've been avoiding so far. My first one is, and it's your first one also is uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, seeing him right now, he's going, you know, 14th overall or you know, the second pick of the second round. I'm just avoiding him just because of the AP, I think that's way too high. Um you No, know, I you know, they got Aaron Rodgers, you know, he got a better quarterback, but I don't know. I Garrett Wilson's is good, but wide receiver four, wide receiver five, I, I can't for me, that's too rich for me, man. I I I feel more comfortable taking a running back or if I have to take a wide receiver there, I'd much rather take somebody like, you know, Jalen Waddle over him or somebody that's in a better offense, even though he's the second wide receiver. But I just, I mean, I've seen that offense already and I saw what he did right beside Tyreek Hill. So it was just all the targets were him and and Hill. So I don't know how this offense is going to go. No, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Didn't even call plays when he was in, uh, with the Packers. Whenever he was, whenever he uh, before he left to go to the Broncos. So it should be interesting to see how he actually calls plays. Um, so I'd rather take no chances on somebody else outside of uh, Garrett Wilson at two, two.
0: Yeah, and then and then also like there's much better value at that, you know, at, in that range that Garrett Wilson is going. Right. I mean, are you taking Garrett Wilson over Amon-Ron St. Brown, who could possibly get 170 targets this year? Hmm. No. Are you taking him over commercial Lave? No. Take him over Devonte Smith. I wouldn't do it. Um, Garrett Wilson is super talented. He's a stud. I get it. Um, but, you know, there's there's running backs going in that range as well that are, you know, better bets to, you know, to overperform ADP. Like, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, all those guys I would take before I consider taking before Garrett Wilson. And so it, it's it's. You know, he's he's a no man's land. Maybe if he was going in like the, the 20s, like the late, you know, the mid, the mid to late 20s. That's probably more appropriate, at least for me. Um, that's maybe where I would consider him. But there's just too many good players um, with better in better situations that I would consider over Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah, I mean, Garrett Wilson was seventh in, in targets last year, with 148 as a rookie. I get it. The catch rate was not even at 60 percent. It was at like 56 percent. He had eleven hundred yards. I mean, I get why people would do it, but you would need him to probably convert what, how many catches did he have last year? He had 83, 83. catches. So, so he probably need, you probably need him to convert that to what, almost 100, or he needs yeah. to get the, the touchdowns up to like eight or nine for it. makes sense where he gets in the, what, the seven, eight range where it makes more sense where you would, why you would draft him at, at 12. So I, yeah. I, he's one, he's one of those. Wide, Year two wide receivers, where like he he met that that threshold where he'll finish with a wide receiver one season. So it's it's in the realm of possibility for him to do it. I just feel like like you said, there's better value, man, at two two than than going with that bet. In my opinion, so yeah,
0: no, I'm I'm with with you there. There's a there's there's better players in that in that range that I that I that I would prefer um, over Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah, all right, who's the player you want to uh, hit on?
0: Um, this one's gonna shock a couple people, but um I'm avoiding B. John Robinson. I'm avoiding B. John Robinson. It's just he the RB two overall as a um, currently going as a RB two overall as a rookie, I it's just it's too rich for my blood. Um and I've had picks in the middle of the first round, um, where I've just completely sidestepped them. I I'd take, you know, AJ Brown, I would take, you know, Stephon Diggs, I would take Austin Eric, i would take all those guys. Um, over B. John Robinson. I know B. John Robinson was drafted eighth overall. The Falcons had big plans for him. But they still have Tyler Eiles here in the backfield. Um, he's not going to just go away quietly. Um, and, you know, you, you don't want to invest this much into a rookie. Now, he, he could be a phenomenal a rookie. And we've seen rookie running backs smash in the past. You know, we've, had, we've, we've seen them have, have a lot of success, especially first-rounders. They usually get a lot of volume, um, but in the range that he's going, I, I I can't take him over proven, more established players like you know Austin Eckler, who has you know 300 plus fantasy points up for almost 400 fantasy point upside. Um, AJ Brown, who had almost 1500 yards and double digit touchdowns last year, and Stephon Diggs, who who's been a machine since he's been in Buffalo, and, and Devonte Adams, who had a, another casual hundred catches, fifteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns last year. I can't take him over guys like that. Um so it, it's more so about the range at which he's going. Um the is yeah. probably gonna be phenomenal. Um but compared to the compared to where he's going, I I I I would rather I'd rather have Diggs, AJB, um Adams and Eckler over him.
1: Yeah, I've no, i no obviously doing forty something drafts, I I have a couple shares in him, but more times than not, when I've had the, the choice of taking him over, you know, a couple of the players you've taken, I've taken, I've taken the other players because, again, like you said, I think the value, and plus him being a rookie, man, I get, you know, Arthur Smith being, like, what, 60%, 65% run heavy. I can't, man, it, it's a little too rich for my blood. It's almost like you got to, I got to see it before I, you know, you know, spend RB2, you know, draft capital uh on on him
0: honestly or right, yeah rb2 overall like behind christian mccaffrey like so you think about how crazy that is
1: bro so you're expecting him to you know go rush a thousand yards and then and then backdoor and and get like 600 receiving yards
0: like if 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 christian mccaffrey mm. gets hurt like let's say you know you know god forbid he has a you know sustained an injury in the offseason he's out you're taking Bijan robinson as the rb1 off the board in best ball that's that just seems crazy to me. That just seems crazy to me.
1: Yeah. You're it's like he has to run for like 1,200 plus yards, double digit touchdowns, 30, 40 catches, four, five hundred, six hundred yards, and add a few more touchdowns there. I don't know, man. He needs
0: I, he needs to do what Saquon Barkley did in his rookie year. Yeah. And I don't see that happening. I just don't see that happening.
1: Yeah. And is that because you don't trust Arthur Smith and how he calls plays or well,
0: rookie. well 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 Saquon Barkley was just, you know, like him coming out of Penn State, he was just a, a a machine. Like he was he he was an upper percentile athlete. Like he was one of the one of the best running back pros running back prospects that we've had in 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 almost a decade. Uh, he so he was he was otherworldly and we saw it in Penn State and we saw it his rookie year. Yeah. I don't see that otherworldly in B. John Robinson, like I like I did see with Saquon. Yeah. But he's and, and plus like when, when Saquon Barkley was there, I mean it was was wasn't Wayne Gallman? Like who like <laughs> who, who who was this who was this competition?
1: Yeah, right? it was no competition. There was no
0: competition. And you can probably say you can you can say similar about Bijan John Robinson versus Tyler Algier. I mean it's, it's no contest talent wise. Yeah. Um, but Tyler Algier's not a scrub, right? He's not it's yeah. not exactly a scrub. Um and you know, I I you know, I, I know they're you know, Atlanta is super run heavy and, and that's that's the allure with drafting B. John Robinson that high because oh man, they're gonna they're gonna hammer they're gonna hammer, 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 they're gonna continue running the ball. But I I, I just don't see thirteen hundred plus yards, seven hundred receiving yards, uh, you know, double digit touchdowns, um, at least right now for, 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 for B. John Robinson in year one, like like we saw with Saquon Barkley. I just
1: don't see it yeah i i i agree with you there I, I can't i won't fight you on that all right second player i've been avoiding travis etm man um he's going basically the end of the third round at uh, adp at 35. for me that's a little rich again we talked about this already earlier that they've already talked about you know tank bisbee coming in uh tank you know tank Bisby coming in and you know taking carries from him you know kind of off take some of the load off of him you know, he's going RB twelve. He finished with RB, where did he finish last year? RB 17 last year. You taking away some carries from him. I mean, I and, and on top of that, he's not even catching that many passes, not as many as people really thought. I mean, I rather I mean, I rather go, I'd rather spend my capital elsewhere than the end of the third round uh, on a running back that's that might not even be a 60 percenter in his own backfield anymore and on top of the other weapons that they have surrounding surrounding t law now so I, I i've been i've been skipping them at at, the, at that point of the draft naji harris or travis Etienne? i'm taking naji
0: i think naji is, is safer yeah because of his volume and at least pittsburgh has made strides to improve their offensive line but um, but but Najee in best ball is, I mean, he doesn't really give you, he doesn't really offer that much spike week potential. That's true. Um, but he just he'll he'll give you, he's a he's a floor guy. So you need to have other running backs that can give you, that can give you spike weeks around Najee Harris. Um, what about Kenneth Walker or Travis Travis Etienne?
1: Hmm. I- I I think I'm leaning at ETN here. Well, no, no, let me go back. No, I'm gonna go Walker, man. I know people talking about Zach Sharp Charbonnet, but I just trust I trust Walker a little bit more. I don't know what it is, man. Even yeah. though ETN caught more passes than him, again, I just I feel like he's gonna lose a lot more than uh of the work workload in the backfield than what people think. So I think I wanna lean Walker a little bit, even though Walker was one of those players where um, it was it was hit him it was basically you know, you no know, ex- explosive sixty yard run or it was like a two yard loss. Yeah, I, th- this
0: one this one's a little bit of a tough one for me. I mm, I'd say it, I'd say it's a push. I, I think this is a push ultimately because it, it look they're they're both in in pretty good offenses. You know, Seattle's offense was good. Um, obviously Jacksonville's offense was much improved over you know the past several years. They've been. And they both added competition in the backfield with relatively decent high decently high draft capital. I know Jack Charbonnet was second round, but Tank Bisbee was a third round for for yeah. Jack. And so they both added, you know, pieces in the backfield that that'll cut into their workloads. Um, but in terms of a player, I'd probably go Walker. Um mm-hmm. If I were if gun to my head, I'd probably go Walker over ETN.
1: Yeah. And uh, just to put in context, I know we talked about this uh, you, you mentioned the spike in four weeks. Uh Walker's four week in terms of uh, percentage-wise was sixty percent, ETN's was fifty-two, fifty-three percent, and then spike week, ETN was twenty three twenty-three and a half percent, and uh Kendall Walker was twenty six point six seven, basically twenty seven percent. So it's Basically split splitting split hairs. And then even Najee Harris had the same per- uh, percentage of floor weeks in, but ETN uh doubled his his uh spike week percentage. So yeah. like you said, it not, Najee's one of those guys where you know he's safe, you know what you're getting steady Eddie. But sometimes you do you sometimes you want that that potential to the spike week, but that's why you draft, you get a mixture of both. So
0: oh speaking it's, of Najee, speaking of Najee, I saw him this weekend in Vegas. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so on um, this past weekend in vegas so it was pretty pretty cool to see, see him you saw, uh, you saw
1: him in, on the tables or he was out there he was at, he was went... at
0: the pool he's at the pool okay yeah he was just chilling he was just big chilling um but yeah it was it was it was pretty cool to see um but yeah so the next the next person i want to talk about and we i think we've already touched on him just a little bit um well we'll touch on him briefly again javante williams um you know we i've i've literally been like not not even looking in his direction, not even looking in his direction. He he tore all the all the CLs, uh, all the CLs in week four against the Raiders. Um, You know, he wasn't even that good before his injury last year. I mean, that's a lot of people. A lot of people are kind of ignoring that. Um, He was only the RB 35 um, on a points per game basis. And with only like nine, with, with only nine points per game. And he was like the fantasy RB 12 and expected points per game. So all the usage that he was getting, he was supposed to overperform. He was supposed to overperform that RB 35. And he just wasn't. Mm. Now that Broncos offense was atrocious. Maybe it was, it was a harbinger of things to come for that offense because that offense was bad um out the gate. So that hack that can explain a little bit of it, but you know, it was, you know, it's four weeks. um And, you know, they did spend a lot of money in free agency on a back of running back and Samaj P Ryan. So, Again, I've been just avoiding the hell of Javante Williams. Like, I wasn't even, I I had, I'd never even lent a thought to traffic at all.
1: Yeah. So I think I have, I think I have him in one on one team and I, I doubled back and had, you know, P Ryan right after that. So, um, smart. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I I didn't like, I didn't like when I picked. I was like, damn, would I do that? So. Next player I want to talk about is Jackson Smith and Jigma, man, JSN. Um, 60 overall right at the end of the fifth round. No, sir, bro. Nope. Nope.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You got
1: you got two wide receivers that finished inside the top, what, 17 last year? No. no, There's no way. I can't do that. <laughs> That's crazy. He's going Ain't before Lockett. Ain't no way, Lockett. boy. Ain't no way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. He's going before Lockett. And we just saw Lockett restructure. So you know yep. this is last year. So why, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? No, I don't even
0: need to say anything else. No, yeah, people are already like writing the eulogy for Tyler Lockett because no. they trapped the JSN in, in in the top twenty. I'm like, bro, Tyler Lockett is is an automatic reducer every single year, <laughs> and you know, he's you know JSN is going you know wide receiver thirty, and Tyler Lockett is going wide receiver thirty three. That doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make sense in Dynasty. Makes sense. Yes, totally makes sense, right? But but in, in best ball and redraft, like why would JSN be going ahead of Tyler Lockett? It just doesn't make any sense. So I I'm I'm actually with you there too. I haven't been taking, um, I, JSN hasn't been in, has has been like a flat out avoid because I know I, I was drafting him like a, like early, like super early on, mm-hmm. but I think since he got drafted by the Seahawks, I don't think I've taken taken him that much if any at all. Um, because it just doesn't make sense that Tyler Lockett is going after him. It's just yeah. right now, it just doesn't. Um, yeah, but yeah. the next guy I want to talk about, and we we've been I've been pretty consistent um, with why I, I just don't believe this guy's any good, is uh, Brian Robinson. Um, <laughs> um, now, I know he's going later, like much later in drafts. Uh, he's going, I think, as the RB, if I'm not mistaken... He's going as the RB 34 right now um, on Underdog, um, ahead of his counterpart Antonio Gibson as the RB 39. That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, as we as we've talked about on, on previous shows, Brian Robinson was like one of one of the most inefficient running backs last year um, on a, a per touch basis, per fantasy points basis. Like you know, I think he had the worst fantasy points per touch among all running backs last year. Um, You know, inefficient on points per game, um, and inefficient on you know well below average on expected fantasy points per game. Um, And if you include players that had at least fifty expected points on the season, Brian Robinson was sixty sixth of sixty nine qualifying players. And that data is according is, is is according to Pro Football Focus. So he wasn't good. He wasn't good at all. And you know what you at the point where you're drafting him. On 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 in best ball and on underdog, you want upside. He doesn't provide any upside. Um, in the end, in the passing game, he only had a six percent target share. Putrid, putrid. He's not going to get used in the passing game. And you know we and he's and he's starting ahead of you know uh, Antonio Gibson, who's finished top twenty in points per game in you know consecutive years, and then finished in, uh, as the RB twenty eight in points per game despite having a much limited role, even though he did catch a career high of 46 passes. And so, and we'll talk about um, Antonio Gibson on a future show. Um, we'll keep keep it locked for that. But yeah, I've just, again, Brian Robinson has not even been on my radar at all in any drafts whatsoever.
1: Yep, same thing. Uh, I think I have him on two teams. Two teams, like, too many. Yeah, I know. He's like, and I, I had to draft like, probably one too many running backs that i feel comfortable with with those particular bills because of he's not even a good grinder so i guess okay. all right next running back i want to talk about we've already talked about him earlier alexander madison um you know he's going you know basically towards the end of the eighth round i think that's a little rich because of you know the particular situation right now where you just kind of in flux. you know you hear dalvin's you know the getting cut. Then the next thing you know is like, oh, yeah, we're looking to, you know, restructure the deal and add maybe another year to it, you know, to knock down the, the cost of it. So I'm just like all this, you know, just all this fluctuation, I get people being proactive, but I don't want to spend an eighth-round pick or seventh-round pick on a running back that if he if – he, if it doesn't go his way, then he's – you just wasted that pick. He's not going to touch the field unless Dalvin's hurt. We've seen it too many times where if Dalvin's healthy – He's getting all the touches, so yeah. <laughs> I don't need to. Inv- I I can't invest a mid mid to late seven round pick on something I don't know. I don't know yet. So, but he's a good talent. Like I mean, there's no no question. When Dalvin's not playing, he sm- He generally smashes. He usually gets you twenty carries, probably a hundred yards, catch a few balls. Like he's he's Dalvin, man. So, but I just can't. I can't do it. That's that's too rich.
0: Way way too rich. I know. I, I mean, I get it. And I understand. He's going ahead of people like you know James Conner, David Montgomery, um, the aforementioned Javante Williams, James Cook, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I I wouldn't take him over any of those guys for sure. Yeah. Uh, even even though Alvin Kamara is likely to face a suspension, I wouldn't even take him over him. Um, Zach Charbonnet, maybe the cutoff line there. AJ Dillon, I'd probably mm, that's probably splitting hairs. You know, I, I don't really think A.J. Dillon's that good either, but um yeah, Alexander Madison and R B twenty six ahead of Connor and Montgomery and James Cook and Alvin Kamara.
1: P. Ryan. probably
0: P Ryan, ahead of P Ryan. Um I, I I probably wouldn't take any I wouldn't I wouldn't take uh, Madison over any of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. The last guy I want to talk about really quick is Mike Williams. Um I I'm mm. avoiding him. I've been avoiding him in a lot of drafts it's just uh you know he injured his back at at, at, you know the last game of the season foolishly they left him in there i remember that they foolishly left him in there in a meaningless game and he was hurt and he got hurt so um but he's still he's still actually recovering from that back injury believe it or not and he didn't even he didn't participate in in uh in otas um or he hasn't participated in yet. now that could be a, a a combination of a bunch of things. You know, we don't want to read too much into OTAs, but um, you know, Brandon Staley said, you know, at the end of the season he wasn't sure if he need, if Mike Williams needed back surgery and, you know, reading Tealys four months later, not participating in OTAs. I mean, you want mm-hmm. you're start you starting to connect a little bit, connect some dots there, right? And plus they drafted Quentin Johnston in the first round at pick twenty one overall. So they, they're they're obviously they obviously need some sort of insurance just in case Mike Mike you know Mike Williams is um, not you know up to 100 percent and plus he's going before guys like you know DJ Moore Drake London Terry McLaurin which you know guys that I would Michael Pittman Chris Godwin all guys that I would take ahead of Mike Jerry Williams. Judy yeah Jerry Judy <laughs> Judy's another one that I, I'm not too high on but I'd probably prefer Jerry Judy over Mike Williams at least at yeah. least you know Jerry Judy's healthy. Yeah. And he's, he, he may be uh, in a better, in a better um, offense than he was in last year because Sean Payton's coming in and maybe Russell Wilson is not washed like people are thinking he is. (laughs) Um, But I'm, I'm, I'm lower than, I'm lower on Jerry Judy, but I'd probably take him over Mike Williams. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and Brandon Ayuk, I would take him over Mike Williams. So I, I like Brandon Ayuk a lot too. So, um, yeah, I've just been avoiding him in drafts as well.
1: Yeah, I, and it's funny the, the conundrum. I know you have Michael Williams and Jerry Judy. Those two basically go back to like in that that, 20, that middle two to, late, 20 to
0: 22 range. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Middle to late fourth round. You're always, I'm always like, damn, I don't know which one I want to take. I kind of don't want to take either of them, but the ones I want already been taken. So you see, I the usually, thing is,
0: when I'm faced with a dilemma like that, I would just probably skip them both, quarterback, go quarterback. Yeah. Go quarterback yep. or go tight end like yeah if, if you're especially if you're facing that situation
1: yep all right last player i want to talk about is somebody we've already talked about earlier duncan k man uh you know basically going mid to the 10th t- round tight end 11 no sir nope nope <laughs> no can't even i can't i can't do it uh, i know they've been talking about him being a big slot potentially i don't care because if you've really seen that offense They only they cater to you know digs and then everybody else you know got to fend for themselves. You don't know who's gonna do what the whatever week. So I can't yeah I can't do that bro. Um.
0: Yeah yeah it's 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 too rich for me as well. Um, And I'm probably punting I'm probably still punting tight end at that point anyway as it is. So when he goes off the board I'm just like okay cool cool <laughs> cool 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 story bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> now this can change obviously when you know training camps and, OT and, and and mini camps you know start you know heating up and ramping up that hey maybe maybe i do need to take a chance on on donk um, yeah. i think i might have him on a couple teams maybe a couple teams but he's not somebody somebody that i'm actively drafting either um yeah so i'm not yeah it, this is this is usually the time where i'm you know start to like kind of round out my receiver depth um uh, mm-hmm. maybe take a flyer on a on a you know a high upside rookie running back but Donkin Kate is probably one of the last people that I'm looking at drafting at this in especially in this range
1: yeah in that range he's but he's not even in the queue bro like so <laughs> yeah not, he's not no, even,
0: yeah I don't queue him
1: up yeah I ain't yeah, queuing him up that's crazy I can't take yeah. no rookie tight end in the middle of the 10th round Nah, yeah. that's bad business yeah. in my opinion yeah. all right you no know, that's the end of the show No, you know you've already talked about next week we we'll probably talk about we're going to be talking about players that that we've been you know smashing when they when they come in our in our radar for these drafts um underdog promo like i said at the beginning of the show promo code o-t-l-f-f you get a 100 percent match up to a hundred dollars if you get ten dollars you you're into the the destination w discord for a full year and you'll get some of these, some of these, uh, you know, Excel sheets that we've been seeing where he has the spike weeks and and the floor weeks with the the warp, uh, you know, the two day and the t- and the seven day ADP changes. So on top of you know, people just talking strategy, so it, I think it's well worth the ten dollars at least that you spend, you know, trying to get into some of these drafts. So uh, make sure you tap Use into that. The, Use go that. ahead.
0: Use that smoothie money on that ten dollars, ten dollars get you and get yourself in the Discord. Use exactly, that smoothie man. money
1: or that Starbucks you go and get that expensive ass uh, latte, man. You could just throw ten dollars on Underdye real quick. Yeah, you know, you know, little sum <laughs> sum. Make sure you tap into the All Gas newsletter that drops every Friday at seven a.m. You know that we're always dropping good stuff on there, so make sure you tap in with that. Follow us on on Twitter at Off the Line FF. You can follow me at Fantasy Jeans, That's G E N E S. Ike at just underscore Ike 09. Ike, you got anything else before we get up out of here?
0: No, that's it. Um, you know, next week we're going to talk about players that we've been actively drafting, that we can't stop drafting, that we won't stop drafting <laughs> until somebody tells us otherwise. Yep. Or some other data point tells us otherwise.
1: On that note, we will holler at y'all. Y'all be safe getting these drafts. Have some fun until we get ready for this, uh, you know, the regular season. So y'all be safe.
0: Hurry up before the poodle fills up. Cause it's gonna fill up fast.
1: All right, y'all. Peace.